Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The rundowns go. It's the rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. Grand opening, grand closing. Steven Adams done for the season. Uh, season ending surgery the Grizzlies announced yesterday. Um, uh, they just basically said, uh, Steve Adams, want to go see Surgery? Bye. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, no, they said, uh, after non operative rehabilitation did not resolve ongoing knee instability, he's expected to make a full recovery at some point. Um, it's going to uh, leave it there. So um, that's the news on Steven Adams. Obviously, we know how important he is with his, not just his rebounding, but also just like his role as. Uh, you know, as as a roller, as a screen setter, you know, just his mass. Um, the Grizzlies lean on that, and um, his IQ, sort of his uh, dribble handoff game. You know, he's he's really valuable to what the Grizzlies do, and they've sort of, I don't know, they've kind of uh, leaned on him, you know, in a way, sort of as a as a handicap, as a crutch. They've used him, and now they will not have him. They will go into the season not just without Steve Adams, obviously. They will not have Ja for the first 25 games, and they will not have Brandon Clark uh, either uh, for, for, the, for the Achilles there. So, look, they're, they're, definitely, um, they're definitely wounded right now. There's no doubt about it. Um, and, you know, there's obviously multiple ways you can, you can attack this. You can say we've, we trust, you know, the combination of uh, Xavier Tillman, Santi Aldama, Kenneth Lofton, and we're going to roll with that and see where that gets us. Or you could say, you know, hey, we probably don't have enough of a sample size to do that, um, so we probably need to, to make a move before the season starts. They're they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna do that. I don't think that's gonna be the way they play. I th- I think they're gonna definitely go into the year with what they have and see if they can get away with it. But I would be pretty quick on the trigger, so to speak, if it doesn't work, because you know these twenty five games, man, you got to find a way to 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 be five hundred. You know, you got to find a way to be in striking distance for when Ja comes back to, you know, make the playoffs and potentially make a push for home court advantage. Like, I would not just say, okay, we're going to use this time to develop our young guys in that spot. Like, I mean, I just don't think you, you know, you're you're not guaranteed a an um an infinite window. You're just not. Um, you know, with guys on contracts and things like that. So, you know, I would I would play this aggressively. Um. And I would I would go get a Rob Williams type. I mean, it doesn't have to be him, but he fits the best to me. Um, but I, I would go get somebody. I would go get somebody that's a little bit more proven um, and a little bit of an upgrade over what the Grizzlies currently have. 
Like I, what I don't want to do, right? What I really can't afford to do is ask players to be something that they're not going into a season where the where that that answer is very much unknown. I don't want to have to ask Jaron to play center for 82 games. I don't want to do that because he, he, you know, it's not where he's at his best. I don't want to have to ask Santi X Man, you know, Kenneth Lofton, to to step up and be you know starter level players. For an entire season, they've never done that. They so I don't want to. I don't want to ask people to play something outside of the role that they really should have and are, and are comfortable with. Because I think that's where you get yourself into trouble. So I would do what I need to do at that point to go get somebody who is a proven starter in this league, even if that means giving up a pick. Because I, you know, you're just you're just not guaranteed forever. You know, you're just not. So um, I would be. I would play this aggressively. I would not sit and wait. Um, but, you know, we'll, I assume the Grizzlies will at least give it a look before uh, – and, and maybe something amazing happens. Maybe they, the, the combination is great and they win, you know, six of their first eight and, you know, this all looks silly in, in retrospect. But I don't know. I, I just – I lean toward fortune favors the bold here. And uh, I think now is the time for the Grizzlies to be bold as opposed to conservative. Yeah, my guess is they're going to do what you said. I mean, you, you weren't aggressive up to this point. You, you're really just hoping on hope. Uh, and so yeah, you're going to flip the switch now. Seems right. like to me they'll stick with the status quo, which is sort of, okay, let's see what we've got. I, you still got to shore up the position uh, with something. In the meantime, it feels like to me. Uh, again, if you're talking about some context, John Hollinger over at The Athletic, we, we – we, Touched on him first hour because he had the Grizzlies one of one of several. Now I've I've come to find out had the Grizzlies as number one in the West. He's dropped him down to fifth now, factoring in the Stephen Adams injury as is as the roster is currently constructed. Again, I tell you whether it's somebody off the street, whatever else, you got to go do something to shore up the the depth there. It can't just be Xavier Tillman and Lofton uh, at this point um, in terms of that. Uh, you know, putting someone beside Jaron and so. I think you got to make a move now. My guess is it'll, it'll be a, a, a smaller type move, and you you see what you've got up till the trade deadline uh, and see what position you're in. This West is going to be tight all season long, probably five, six games. Maybe the difference between a you know home court, a top top three seed, and you know being seven, eight. You know, you're only talking about a five, six, seven game difference. It's going to be that compact in the West this year. Um, so it's absolutely a blow, and you have to do something uh, clearly. And mm-hmm. again, I think that. Right now, I'd go short-term move. You can pick up a guy uh, off Jaws suspension. Just go, you know, maybe you get a body there. Yep. You probably were thinking guard earlier. Now you're, you're thinking, okay, let's go out and fortify, at least add some depth to it. I don't know if it's an Andre Drummond. Uh, uh, maybe you go out and, you know, I don't, again, I don't know enough of what, you know, his situation is, but uh, – I know it doesn't need to be Dwight Howard. Yeah. That one seems a little bit far-fetched. Well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be him, you know. It could just be somebody like that, somebody who's well, – is, is Drummond under contract with the Bulls or something cheap? I don't know. I always felt like That'd he a had a trade. massive deal. Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I Not just, still. I, I mean, I, this is what I'm, – I'm really bad at these types of discussions, bro. Like, I, I'm not good at playing fantasy general manager. I'm not good at, like, salaries matching and things like that. Like, I don't know, you know, who needs what and what – you know, I'm just bad at that. Like, I'll let others sort of, you know, uh, play charades. I, I, I just know that – you know, going into this year with what you have is is most likely not going to be good enough. Um, I, I don't want to have to ask people to change what they do on the fly with three games or three day, two days left before the season begins. I think that's just a fool's errand. 
and it's just not going to play out well for you. Um, I hedged out of the over on the wins for the Grizzlies. Uh, I don't oh. think I don't oh. think they get to 46 without Stephen Adams. Um, I think it looks a lot more like 42 to 44. So, um, you know, and again in the West, that's still probably, you know, fifth, sixth. I mean, you know, I don't think you're in the play-in there by any stretch of the imagination. But yeah, I mean, there, to me, it drops you back to the pack a little bit. You know, I mean, it drops you in that Pelicans. Timberwolves, Grizz, you know, Mavs, like you're you're now firmly just in that bucket. And Oliver's got Denver, Phoenix, Minnesota, Golden State, you. He got he dropped them down to fifth on this. Mm-hmm. Damn. Bro, you got the Grizzlies number one because of Steven Adams. That's that's a revelation. But I, I agree with that. I do agree with that move. Um I mean I I I I didn't I, I didn't have him as high as 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 Hollinger did in the first place. Like, I had him more like a three or a four, and I'm dropping him to a five or a six. Uh, he writes, adjusting for the Adams injury, he's talking about how tight things will be. My raw projections show fewer than a five-game spread between the top eight places in the West. Mm-hmm. So, again, with it already being as tight as it is, this may cost you. That man got uh, Stephen Adams as the yeah, MVP You feel like it's a big, a big drop from first to, to fifth, but it's really not. When you're talking about just a few games, it's true. Could be the difference. And that's why I hedged out of the. That's why I hedged out of the over because you know I think Steven Adams is probably worth three to four games on the win total, don't you? Just in terms of because it's it's less about him as it is what they're going to be calling up to play in his place. You know, I mean that's just not a that's not credible. <laughs> I mean, it's just not especially without Ja. I, I mean, I think they would have gotten out. I think they would have gotten r- around the Ja suspension fine mm-hmm. with Steven Adams and that continuity. But now you have no continuity on top of, um, you know, no Ja. So Drummond's making three point three with the Bulls. They exercised his option in June. He's not making the big money anymore. Yeah, the Bulls are a, a, a freaking, you know, disaster. Mm-hmm. Joke. Couldn't give them something for. I mean, what would they I mean, want? I mean, it, he was six point. He barely. He didn't play much last year, but it was six point six rebounds last year, ten point three the year before. Right. Like, you don't. You don't. I just bring up because you don't need a scorer in that spot. No, you don't. You Again, don't. I, I realize there are times where he can't play dead. That's what I'm saying. Like the kid, but, does but he that's, fit? That's so low risk. I'm just saying. What would it the is. Bulls ask for for a three point three million dollar guy? I got to imagine it's next to yeah, nothing. I, I, yeah. I mean, what would you give him? Is there something better on the street than that? If there, if there is, I'm willing to listen to that as well. Yeah. I don't know. But again, it it feels like that's the you go small time whatever that deal looks like right now, and maybe John, I, I look maybe the the Rob Williams thing you visit at the trade deadline, depending upon where you are. Again, what Jaws look like, mm-hmm. you know how Jaren's progressing. I just you just you put him in that center spot alone by himself though with what you've got. This man's gonna be fouling out. I would go get like, like uh, just, I would go get uh, Bismack Biombo if we're gonna do that. If we're gonna play that game. He's a free agent. Go get Dwayne Dedman. You know, like just somebody, uh, you know, Nerlens Noel, somebody like that. Drew mentioned him. Um, that's just gonna allow Jaron to not have to play the five. Like I don't know if you can give Biombo starter minutes, but <laughs> I mean, it's he's probably a, a slight upgrade defensively over um, what they have, what they will put out there. But man, he sucks on offense. Like he is a non-factor completely. Um, I mean, Steven Adams is a non-factor offensively, you know, so it's not like you're going to be missing out on much there uh, just in terms of this raw point. Well, I mean, the putbacks, though, it was significant enough. Yeah, I mean. With the offensive rebound percentage that you had, you got a significant, you got a a number of putbacks. I mean, that'd be nice to get something, you know, something that does Gorgie Jang's out there, you want him? No. 
just going to stand out by the three-point line. Boogie Cousins? Doesn't fit with what you're doing. You need a screen guy and a rebounder. Boogie? No. Again, uh, he's going to want to shoot. John. What about Derek Favors? He's more of a four than a five, isn't he? I don't know. Maybe he's a five. They have him listed as a five. I always thought of him as a four, though. Um, yeah, I mean, what's up? What's wrong with Derek Favors? Averaged. Did, did, he, did he play last year? No, he did not play last year. So he may not have anything left. I don't know. I would explore that, though. Kai Jones is out there. You interested in him? Mm-mm. Do you know what's up with him? He's, like, lost his mind. He's, like, on Instagram calling himself the GOAT. They cut him. Yeah, I know. He's the guy that kept his hair colored with yeah. Charlotte. Any interest in him? Give him <laughs> a shot. Let's rehabilitate, man. Come on down. He's talent. We got enough to rehabilitate right now with our own guys. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's the that's the score for the Grizzos. See what they do, if, if anything. Uh, but they clearly do have uh, some decisions to make here uh, with the news of Steven Adams missing the whole year. Next story. Uh, big college football weekend over the weekend. We discussed the local angle of it, the University of Memphis winning the battle for the bones. Don't need to dive too deep back into that one because Memphis, as John said, still got work to do. You're 5-2, and two, uh, but with these next three, uh, starting with North Texas this weekend, really need to be in a position where you're going to be favored. You need to get to 8-2, and two, it feels like, to really get people excited again. And listen, it was exciting to see Blake Watson back in the fold, 125 yards on 21 carries. Had a touchdown. Memphis in this game outscored UAB 24 to nothing in the second half. It was a completely different game in the second half. And then a UAB offense that had been all over them, what, 21 points in that first half. Game was tied. Uh, had just 49 in the second half. So the kind of performance that you absolutely needed, very smart, it felt like to me, against a bad UAB defense, particularly against the run, that you lowered uh, Seth Hennigan's pass, uh, pass attempts number, and you did 19 of 28 rather than what we've been seeing in terms of the numbers from him uh, in the 40s, those kinds of things, have been leading to his AAC lead and pick total uh, at 7. You get him to 19-28 for 159 yards, two scores. Uh, you run the ball. Brandon Thomas, oh, by the way, remember him from a couple of years ago? Thought he'd be the next big one. He had a couple of rushing TDs in that one. So an important win for Memphis just in the sense that all hell ain't breaking loose right now following a tough, tough loss to Tulane. If you drop that when you got people, you know, at this point, saying, man, what what are you doing it for? So good to get the win. Uh, North Texas up next. I'll tell you, North Texas, yeah, you, you you look at them at 3-4, and 1-2 and two in the American. You look at this line, Memphis favored by 7.5. And, and You say, well, yeah, go down there and, and take care of business. Oh, by the way, this is from where Seth is from, Denton, Texas. Yep. Uh, where you'll go playing against North Texas. Week. But they actually, North Texas played Tulane tight this weekend, 35-28. That was at Tulane. And their quarterback is a guy you better be paying attention to because he had a a hell of a game, threw for 343 yards, two touchdowns in that game. Chandler Rogers is his game. So that defense uh, that was so good in the second half for Memphis uh, for Memphis after making adjustments against UAB, going to need to be you know, uh, on the road again, going to need to be on point uh, in that one. The rest of the college football weekend, where there were much more important games, though, told you about Penn State. Mm. Let down City. Ohio State handles them 20-12. to How about Mike Norvell? 38-20, doesn't matter what you throw at him, this Duke team that's been dangerous this season. Uh, Jordan Travis goes for 268 yards, two touchdowns, a pick. Florida State remains undefeated. They got did a catch few a huge break in votes. that game, though. Caught a, hu- caught, a, caught, a, caught a huge break, but that's that's what happens, John. You've yeah. got you to catch some luck. No, You've got to have 100%. things go your way in great seasons. Dude, he's playing himself. Yes. Oh, by the way, you see Clemson took another ACC loss. Yep. 
Uh, Norvell's playing himself into a, a, a I think Duke quite possibly beat him, a Final though, Four with, spot. Uh, Leonard, though, if they, he'd have finished the game, I think they they probably win that game. They were on track. Give me this that. probably win stuff, and the dude's out. Yeah, no, it's fair. Look, I'm just saying. You're like, taking that, away from a seven and zero start and finding a way is to that win. That that score was not in, 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 in indicative of how close that game was. That's all I'm saying. But yes, in, incredible. I mean, for a guy that was like literally. You know, sort of pseudo on the hot seat two years ago. Now they're on track to make the playoff. You know, again to do this through the sort of um, public pressure that came with the Deion Sanders start at Colorado. Like I, I think it's, I don't. I mean, if, uh, Mike Norvell's coach of the year, right? Is there any doubt? Who's who's doing a better job? He'd have to be up there. Who's? I don't think anybody's doing a better job. Uh, four twenty to two seventy three in terms of total yards. So you talking about how close this game was? I realized that call. Uh, that helped them, but uh, in terms of stats and everything else, they dominated them. I'm just saying that backup quarterback they put in for the fourth quarter was m- one of the worst I've ever seen. I mean, Riley Leonard was a difference maker for them, and you know when he got hurt, they were driving, and then I think they were in the red zone. They ended up getting no points out of yeah. it, and it was just a, it was a meltdown from there for them. But 21 in the fourth, baby, 38. Yeah, yeah. Look, that team is uh, that that team is. I mean, they have a chance if Jordan Travis is on his game. In every game they play, if he and I'm just talking from a college football playoff perspective, also you know? ran for 62 and a touchdown, Jordan Travis. Did. Yeah, like I don't, I don't think I'll be honest. I think this is the year for a team like Florida State Me to too. win it. You know, because Georgia is unconvincing. Bama uh, miracle comeback there, down 20 to seven against Tennessee at home. Um, you know, you just don't look out and see, you know. I mean, Michigan. Michigan is the best team in football to me right now. I mean, because every time they take the field, they just kill everybody. They just destroy. They seek and destroy. And Jim Harbaugh is on a mission. Yeah, but they won't know the other team's plays in the college football playoff. That possibly. <laughs> you got the rip shot treatment on that mm-hmm. one. Uh, but no, uh, I, I, uh, I would go with, I think it's Michigan's championship to lose right now, but that's not saying much. You know, I just think it's open. I think it's it could be one of the. I th- I do think it's one of those three teams: it's Georgia, it's Michigan, or it's uh, Florida State. I I feel pretty com- comfortable saying that one of those three is going to be the champion at this point. So. Uh, I will give Lane Kiffin credit. I, I know that that Auburn team doesn't have much offense, but he didn't let them get a. You know, I I I, I liked that spot for Auburn. Yep. Uh, figured Hugh Freeze had it circled, and they just find a way. It's not overly impressive. Correct. Uh, outscored, you know, LSU. That was a shootout. Arkansas, they battled, just beat them by a touchdown, 27-20. Uh, beat Auburn by seven there, but they find a way to win, and they're sitting there, what, six and one yep. with only the loss to Alabama. So, Yeah, they are uh, – It's it's going to get real, though. It should, get, it should after, be. After Vandy, okay, Texas A&M, then Georgia. Then right. they're at Georgia, so it's going to get – Same get, for it'll your get Missouri boys. And they'll either put us in our place or we'll find we'll we'll find out if Ole Miss is real. You're, you're, I, just, I just like their quarterback, like yeah. Jackson. Your Mizzou boys are it's about to get real, real, real for them. They've got Georgia on the fourth. They've got Tennessee. They got Florida. Three straight weeks. That's pretty brutal. So it's already been a good season for Eli though. Yeah, no, he saved. He's his in job, the barn, right? I yeah, mean, in terms of your job, exactly. You're on the right. hot seat going in. Yeah, it's it's pretty tough to to you know do what they've done given the pressure cooker he was in um and they've they've got some you know look they 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 beat kentucky by a million at their place you know should have beaten lsu if we're being honest i mean that was that, i know that you're gonna look at that and say oh it's a 10-point game no it wasn't it's a pick six with second left i mean that doesn't mean anything air force is seven and oh yeah they're the team right now that would the, be ahead you of mentioning the group yeah. of five teams they're seven and oh now and they're and i and, will say and, this and they right. are built different 
It's their defense. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Yes. They're not going to lose, unfortunately, for Memphis. Um, they play uh, Colorado State this weekend, Army, Hawaii, UNLV at home, and then they close with Boise State. They're not losing. So you cannot get into the uh, – you cannot get into the – Peach Bowl this year. Oh, Boise State will someone beat them in that, in that regular season finale. Everybody thinking Air bro, Force going to get them. Air Force built different, bro. They, them folks don't lose. It's crazy. I mean, they and 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 it just doesn't matter. It just does not matter uh, who they play. They just they just impose their will with that damn triple option. Their quarterback was even hurt this past uh, week against Navy, and they still got the job done at Navy. So, fly boys. That's what they call. That's what they're called. Flyboys, man. Shout out to Mike Norvell. Doing this a lot of pressure on. Know a lot of folks wanted Dion down there. Norvell saying, "I got this." Yeah, yeah. Um, USC. I want to go through. I want to miss. No. Some, yeah, I want to miss some other Gosh. results from the weekend. Why? Uh, second straight L for them. And do that with Benson tomorrow. Uh, Clay Helton and Lincoln Riley mm-hmm. have the same exact record through twenty-two games of their Yikes. USC tenure. Realize that. Yeah, their first twenty-two games, they're both seventeen and five. One had Caleb Williams, has Caleb Williams. The other does not. Um, in the end, here's the reality. that the, the offense could have done more and could have played better, but that was about that defense. They couldn't get Utah off the field uh, at any point in that game. It's been all season. And what I don't understand is that everybody in the entire world, everybody in the country, I knew this from Memphis, that after last season, your defense was a liability under – Alex Grinch, the defensive coordinator. And for reasons beyond my understanding and comprehension, he was brought back as a defensive coordinator. After losing to Tulane in the Cotton Bowl or whatever it was, whatever bowl it was, they decided to bring back the defensive coordinator. Change nothing, bring back everything, and then you're going to act surprised when when you go up against, you know, physical teams that don't want to just engage in shootouts with you and just play flag football, you're going to you're going to act surprised that you're not on the right side of those games. Um, so I think sometimes these coaches uh, have paralysis by analysis, and they just they just assume that oh no it was this it was that we're gonna come back with everything the same. Sometimes you actually do have to make changes. Sometimes you do have to make tough decisions in this sport, and you have to say, hey Alex, we're friends, we go back, whatever. Your defense isn't good enough. We're not getting the job done. Unfortunately, I have to make a change. You know that's the way it goes uh, in the world of sport. Not easy to do, but you know it's you know it's it's a lot easier than losing two in a row, uh, especially uh, to Utah for a second straight year at home with the backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. That wasn't even Cam Rising. That was a backup. Y'all got him out here looking like he should be the starter. I mean, he was a gamer, man. He had that uh, he had that rushing touchdown there late. I mean, I was I was on USC. I was like, for sure they're gonna you know uh, bounce back at home, right? Like they're gonna be up for this one. And they just couldn't get off the field. A couple, you know, uh, two point conversions they could have met, they they could have made, and maybe it goes to overtime. But um, yeah, man, it's just not. Uh, it doesn't look good. In the end, you do have to play defense. You know, Washington held uh, Arizona State to seven. They only had to score fifteen to win that game. You know, yeah. Like they may be somebody we're not probably talking about enough for the playoff. I they, think what they once they get there, it's just such a such a step up. I like Penix, but. I'm not impressed by, you know, holding Arizona State to seven points. Yeah. It's a different level if you're talking about whether or not they're ready for a yeah. national championship. Yeah. And we'll see. I think Penix might be. I don't know if that defense is. I think DeBoard's great. I think he's really good. Um, 
probably again we 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 don't talk about these guys a lot in Memphis because we don't we don't watch their games much. But DeBoer is uh, is up there for one of the best and brightest. Seven three in the fourth yep. quarter. Seven three. They found a way to get that job done, um, and that's what it comes down to in college football, right? Getting the job done. So anyway, yeah. Uh, I don't think Caleb Williams was bad. I thought he made some plays, but um, that team, man, throw them out. I think they're out of the. Are they out of the top twenty-five? They got to be, right? Uh, they will be now. Yeah, there's no way they're in the top twenty-five. Yeah, this because they were eighteenth after that. So, yeah, what a. I mean, I know they're not going to fire Lincoln Riley or anything, but you got to say that's a massive failure. Oh, they'll just make your boy the the defense coordinator. Hey, rightfully so, he should have been gone last year, but. You got to, I mean, that's one of the biggest failures in college coaching this year, isn't it? The fact that Caleb Williams and USC are out of the top 25 in week eight or whatever it is. I mean, that's embarrassing. Um, but anyway, that's the week in college football. Next story. All right, let's go over NFL. <clears throat> let's go over the week that was in the NFL because there were some uh, interesting results. We talked about the Bears handling the Raiders 30 to 12, <coughs> excuse me, 30 to 12. And <clears throat> just to sort of speak to the, you know, randomness of this league, the Patriots beat the Bills. Yep. Like, what are we doing here? Like, how is that even possible? You couldn't even cover against the Raiders, and you beat the Bills. Don't understand it. It just shows you how bad they're missing Milano and yep. their defense now. They're ravaged. A, a shell of itself, as you would say. Um, Ravens make a statement against the Lions 38-6. to uh, They certainly are in the discussion for top teams in the NFL, I believe. Um, the uh, Chiefs handle the Chargers. Um, they just keep on rolling no matter what. Finally got Kelsey involved to a higher degree this week. Watch Hardman win, uh, McCole Hardman win a game for him down the stretch. There's no After doubt. After going back and getting him back from the Jets. There's no doubt. Uh, they win 31-17. And then uh, on Sunday Night Football, Philly, after being tied at 17 to pop after a fluky pick six, Philly does what they do, man. They're just like... It's, they've been like this for two years now where they just sit on that clock like a boa constrictor and they just squeeze the life out of it. And they just dare. They, they're, this was 37 this, minutes of possession to your <laughs> point to just 23 from Miami. This is what they're going to do. They're going to run it on first. They're going to run it on second. They're going to pick up three on third. And they're going to be in fourth and inches, fourth and short. And they're going to run the tush push. And they're going to get it because nobody can stop it. Lots of teams try. Lots of teams try to do oh, the touch push, with them. but it is often imitated, never duplicated. They are the best. They put Goddard and A.J. Brown behind him. Yep. And I noticed it was when A.J. was hurt for a short portion there late. They were just checking on him. They they had saw, I don't think it was Julio, but some other big dude yeah. beside Goddard. Yeah. They just push him, and then he's and then he's just riding on the line, man. Absolutely. And it's at least going to get a yard or two every time. That's absolutely this is right. super frustrating. It is. It is. So it, if, you, if you're trying to gotta stop It's got to be tilting. It. Yeah. You know, yeah, because you can't. Because they, they're going to have all the leverage. You can't get low enough, and that's what they tell you up front right. defensively is get low. You can't get low enough. What they're going to do, you get low, they just roll over top of you. That's right. Well, shouldn't, like, shouldn't. So should this play be outlawed? Well, it will. That's the discussion. It will be. Although, I'll say this. Other teams try it and aren't nearly as successful at it. Well, it's because Jalen's so big and thick. Part of the reason is, is – But can you outlaw it just because it works for one team? 
If it worked for every team in the league, I'd say, yeah, it's a dis- disadvantage, but it's clearly not a it, disadvantage. It, it worked so well that he went deep in his own territory. He went for it on fourth down last night. Could have cost him the game. It Sirianni was a ballsy, did, yeah, it was a ballsy fin- call. Yeah, I mean, it was. But, yeah. but but you say that, but then the thing's so dang successful. If it's fourth and one or anything less, they're getting it. They're going to get it. They're so it almost it. wasn't even uh, uh, risky because they get yeah. it every time. But uh, if he had not gotten it, yeah. he'd be killing Sirianni in this, you know, possibly if Miami had won that game. It's just a. Uh, I, I, you can't stop it. You cannot. Stop. I had the uh, I had the under fifty two, so uh, I just I cannot believe that that got home. Uh, DeAndre Swift busted that play at the two minute warning, and I don't know who it was that made that tackle, but buddy, you got that dog in you. Mm. You got that dog in you. Big time players make big time plays. I don't know who it was that made the stop. Could have just let them walk on in there. They said no. We will not let them run the score up on us. Usually, you will kneel it out. I mean, usually the way you you got to beat Philly is you turn them over, and they got two turnovers, turned one of them into a score. The problem for Miami: ten penalties for seventy yards. Philly had none. Yeah, dude. I think Miami Philly had zero penalties. I think Miami kind of got exposed well, yesterday. I, 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 no, I won't go that far. And not just because I picked them for the Super Bowl, though, dude. They were down to their like third stringers on that offensive line. Tua made a bad throw on that pick. That's on him. But they were also, I mean, that front line was getting murdered because they're down to second and third stringers. Up front, uh, they could not run the ball. That is the the league's best rushing offense. The Miami Dolphins they couldn't do anything with the the patchwork offensive line that they threw together. I, I they're they're not Miami's not taking a step back because of that. They couldn't match up yesterday. I think because of the health, uh, Tyreek had one he dropped two. There were opportunities there even with all the penalties and everything else. Still lost the game. You got to you got to you got to credit Philadelphia for finding ways to win. Jalen Hurts always going to give you a turnover though. There's always going to be one, and um, you've got to take advantage of those situations and not give them anything. I, I'm just, I'm not. Uh, this takes nothing. This doesn't d- diminish Miami to me whatsoever. That's why I spoke when you said it. This is more, you know, Philly just dominating in a spot that it could. Uh, because, dude, you see Jalen Carter and them up front. They're massive already, and you're doing it against second and third string offensive linemen. So it was easy for them up front last night. Yeah, uh, it won't be that easy once Miami gets fully whole. Yeah, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting. It just it just feels like it's could it be one of those things if I'm making the case against them where you know they 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 have some success with this motion offense. You know, it's a gimmick that works for a minute, and then they get up against a physical team, and you know, it's a, a little f- different. A physical team with a regular offensive line would be a different story. Let's see what happens when Ramsey gets back. I mean, maybe that's a that's a big you know that that play probably doesn't happen. That big forty yard bomb last night to AJ Brown probably doesn't happen if Ramsey's in. They also did not have Xavier Howard. Last night, so I could listen to that. I could listen to that. There are reinforcements coming from Miami. That if this game was played in 100%. six weeks from now, you know, maybe it's a little bit different because it was close. I mean, it was a very close game. It was tied at 17. So, you know, I I, I do leave uh, I do leave a little room for that um, possibility tonight. 49ers Vikings. 49ers will have Christian McCaffrey tonight. Uh, no Debo though. Excuse me. No Debo uh, for two weeks. Uh, we'll see. I don't. I don't think that will impact them uh, much. They'll they'll just go to Brandon Ayuk a little more, Kittle a little more. I don't really see that stopping the show here as long. Especially I heard somebody on the radio today saying one of these, you know, Matt QL or one of them saying, "Ride Minnesota." I just don't see it. Yeah, man, I'm so I'm Purdy, not there. You know that Purdy was questionable. I, Purdy was playing with with his guys down. I just I don't and still put him in a position where the field goal wins that game. So I, I I'm not doubting. San Francisco based on it. And again, you don't have Jefferson out there. <clears throat> yeah, like I don't I mean they barely got past your Bears last week. 
And uh, I just don't think that Addison and Osborne are good enough to step into that number one role. Um, I mean, you know, I get it. It's a touchdown. You know, you're at home. You're at home. You're getting a touchdown. But, like, the Niners are a team that's definitely – A, they're off a loss, which really, really makes me not want to have any part of Minnesota in this one. Like, they're going to be motivated. Um I'm just not I'm not sold that the Debo absence is that big of a deal for them. You know, they have other really good receivers. I mean, Ayuk is definitely great. He's a great one. You know, so I I, I don't know. I, I think you're kind of getting carried away a little bit if you take too much out of last week. A, they should have won the damn game. Mm-hmm. B, conditions were uh, just absurd in terms of the wind and weather. This is going to be in a dome. And thirdly, Cleveland entering this week had the best defense in all of football in terms of yards allowed per game. So, you know, it doesn't surprise me after they were coming off of a super emotional win against Dallas where they kicked the crap out of them that there would be a natural letdown against that kind of team without its starting quarterback. So I just I, – I can't take I – t- I get it, but I can't take Minnesota in this one at all. The only way I could look is, is San Francisco. And I, I know it's like square and all of that. I get that. I mean, I can't waste hard-earned dollars on primetime Kirk Cousins against this Niners defense off a loss. I mean, if it hits, God bless you. But <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm How about not. the Steelers? Dude. Mike th- Tomlin. Voodoo. That's what's going on. That's a Rams team that can beat you. It you is. It's, it is. And they were beating them. I will say I have a big problem with the end of the game. Um, they didn't they, – it, it was one of the worst spots I've ever seen on that picket sneak on fourth and one mm-hmm. that I've ever seen in the NFL. And it's not reviewable if you have no timeouts and it's outside of two minutes, right? But I think there should be exceptions made. If it's a game-ending call, there should be you should be able to review that, even if it's outside. If it's two oh five, right? I mean, you should be able to booth review that. If it's a if it's a if it's a play that would end the game if successful, then you should be able to review it. Uh, it was just a terrible spot, and the Rams had no timeouts left, so they couldn't challenge outside of two minutes. Um, but I just I felt like even though yes, Pittsburgh. Deserved the lead. I I can't say they deserve to necessarily win because I think the Rams should have had the ball back. Um, and I, I believe the rules are if it's if it's not a uh, if it's not a first down, it is reviewable. If it is a first down, though, that spot is not reviewable outside of a challenge, which is just a huge advantage, obviously, for the offense. I mean, they're free rolling basically on on you know fourth down. Because if whatever they call, if they get it, it can't be reviewed for the defense. And if they don't get it, they get a bad spot. They can review it and maybe get that spot changed. It's just a total disadvantage for the defense in that situation. So um, that was that was. I felt like the Rams deserved to get the ball back at least one time and have a chance to tie it up. But yeah, man, Steelers are finding freaking ways to win. I don't know how they're doing it, but they are. Well, them and the Browns. So what you've got is uh, Ravens sitting there at five and two, looking uh, super dominant, especially coming off that win over Detroit the way they did it. But the Steelers and Browns are both four and two. Bengals are three and three. You look at that division right now. You said they also could still be playoff teams. Yeah. Uh, technically, uh, two of them, the Steelers and the Browns, both got better records than the Bills, who are second place in the AFC East at four and three, uh, sitting there at four and two. Obviously, that's one more loss for the Bills. But my point is. I mean, your playoff teams could all be coming out of the AFC North. It might be tight in the AFC East to be the second team, the team that doesn't win that division and come out. If the Bills don't pick it up, and I don't know how they do because, like we, we talked about, the defense decimated. You're out there letting the Patriots you know, go up and down the field on you. So what I'm saying is at one point we probably consider the AFC East, you look at it, 
especially when it was Rodgers, you'd say a bunch of those playoff teams going to come out of there. It looked like they might still all come out of the north. Because I, mean, I don't think we're through hearing from Joe Burrow either. Yeah. Down there at the bottom of it at 3-3. Three and three. Yeah. The north is, whoo. And Cleveland's got the best defense of them all. In some kind of way, they found a way to win. That was a mess. Uh, how many points they let Indy score in that game? And did you see Garrett get the uh, the big block? Yep. Uh, that Cleveland defense, man, they, they're real, even though they gave up a ton of points yesterday. Still the best in the league. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's the uh, that's the week in NFL. Next story. Uh, the James Harden saga continues. He missed the final preseason game for the Philadelphia Sixers on Friday after skipping multiple practices. He remains away from the team uh, as it prepares for uh, for practice today. And uh, as Woj writes, it's increasingly unclear if he's going to be available to play in the Sixers regular season open against the Bucks on Thursday. I don't know how far this is going to go. He's sought a trade since picking up his $35.6 million player option for 2000 for this season. Didn't show for practices Wednesday or Thursday before he was ruled out of Friday night's preseason finale. They were hoping to get a look at him before this thing started up, and it sort of you know fallen to the fold. It has not. I don't know where this is going to go. It certainly all falls at the feet of Daryl Morey, but uh, malcontent James Harden continues to be one. I guess Morey will just keep working the phones. I guess. Uh, because he seems, uh, at least in this case, Harden seems dead set right now. Who knows? He could change by tomorrow with him. He's been in. He's been out. He's been back in. Now he's out again, so it's tough to keep up with him. But, boy, you know, and, and again, in East where, you know, I know Boston on paper looks good. Milwaukee, certainly, you make the Dame trade, yeah, okay. They got a closer now to go with Giannis. That's that's formidable. But, again, I'd point to last year Miami Heat are making a run from eight all the way to the to the finals. The East is still there to, to be had. You were in it last year uh, with the season that Embiid had. You were close, just not, you know, not good enough. It's – I, it's it's almost like a tease to be so close and then you know to be at this point with James Harden where he's not coming in. You are a far different team, and they probably should have moved off of him earlier. You're and you're probably going to have to take quite a bit less if you're going to get this malcontent out. You're not going to get what you want for James Harden at this stage of his no career. Clippers ain't you know I know that's where he wants to be. They're obviously not willing to make you the offer that you want, or else this would have already been uh, uh, been done. So. We'll see what happens with Philadelphia. Sad situation. Uh, if you are a Philadelphia fan, hoping for uh, big things, at least right now, it doesn't look good at all with James Harden. Unclear on whether or not he's going to be there when they open the season. Yeah. All right. We'll come back. Got respect burgers uh, at one o'clock. Then Jason Fitz at one twenty-five. Get into all that with him. Uh, NFL Raiders. What you do from here? Uh, Ravens. Uh, all that and more with him at 125. Stick around. Jason and John, 90 Turn FM. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink think what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports that clock at four donchich the step back three you bet music you said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. ESPN. Uh, just as, a, as an aside, as we get ready for uh, college basketball season, I don't know how much um, I don't know how much you put into these secret scrimmages. Oh, I heard about this weekend about FAU. Yeah, they got the beat out of them by North Carolina. 79-63 was the reported score. I would just lie. I, if I was an assistant coach, I would text Joe Tipton or whoever and say, yeah, we won by 155 points. It was like the worst beatdown I've ever seen. And like they, they said, uh, yeah, uh, Memphis beat, uh, you know, Georgia Tech by 155 points in a secret, like, you know, <laughs> there's no accountability. The, the one that was here that we worried so much about when we heard that Memphis lost it. Was it St. Louis? I think that was it. Yep, that was it. I don't know if Memphis played any secret scrimmages this year. Um, no, you, no you, you, well, you can. If you're doing the two exhibitions, you can't do a secret scrimmage. Oh, is that true? Okay. Yeah, it's like one of the, the, gotcha. the old rule was one or the other. Okay. Yeah. Okay, thank you. You can sub in one. For the other. That's what I can help you with as former B writer. I thank you can't for. Can't just throw in. You can't have seven secret scrimmages and do two preseason games against you know, D2s or whatever. You can't do uh, well, that. Yeah. It's one or the other. I thank you for You can combo it up. That's why we work together. You know what I'm saying? It's like sometimes I'd be getting on here saying all kind of things. Yeah, your nuts and bolts be wrong. My nuts and bolts 100% be wrong so much. So much. And then, but yours never I wouldn't, are. I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't say that. Now. Yours never I'm are. I'm not going to go there. Anyway, yes, I heard this. But. What did it majorly make you think? Nothing. I think. Uh, nothing? I, I, no, because Elijah Martin didn't play. So well, then they didn't have everybody. Throw everybody, it out. everybody said FAU had it. Throw it out. Lie. Throw it out. Um, well, there's you providing a little context that we needed. See how it's the yin and the yang. Yeah, like I think there's like a, I don't know, a, maybe a market souring on FAU for whatever reason because the analytics don't like them as much. Um, that doesn't really change anything for me. I mean, I, I, I look. I'm the first person to tell you that a, a, a random six game sample size, just because it happens in March, doesn't have to mean anything. But they did have 31 wins to back that up. A whole lot of CUSA in that, bro. There was. I mean. whole lot of CUSA in there, baby. But a whole a lot, lot of that CUSA is now the AAC. You, not FIU. <laughs> not is, that is far it not down. FAU is. Not, the, not FIU. Well, we got the A. F-A. Uh, uh, who, who was some more of that garbage up in there? Middle Tennessee. All right, but Charlotte's coming over. UTSA is coming over. Uh, UTEP they're beating up on. You we did, UTEP didn't make the cut for the AAC. Damn. Well, they didn't come. They're over. the only one that didn't make it, basically, from that group. Southern Miss. I'm just saying they fattened up on some. Oh, on look, some nasty. They last did, year. but I, I still think it's that they are legit. Conference. I do think they are a legitimate team. You know. 
Uh, well, you can't tell me Elijah Mitchell make a 16-point difference there. Well, hold up. First of all, that's the 49ers running back. I mean, you continue to disrespect Elijah Martin and the FAU Owls. Same thing. Nah, bro. See, this is the Should've problem. Should beat them, folks. You, you disrespecting. That's bad karma. Can you apologize to Elijah Martin? No. The AAC co-player of the year. Elijah Martin. There you go. <laughs> I mean, you're just inviting it, dude. You're invited to your doorstep. Um but I haven't seen anything else that's particularly interesting in terms of like these uh, these. I, I I think they're all complete. You don't know what the starting lineups are. You don't know what the rotations are. You don't know anything. You just know what a final score is. So when I see them, I just roll my eyes at them. Like uh, there was another one this week this weekend. Like Minnesota lost by like forty to somebody. Um, and you know these people in my these people in my college basketball group chat that I'm in, they're just like losing their minds. Like are you guys like you didn't see any of it. You don't know what was going on. Like, the coach could have been playing nothing but walking on. Like, who cares? You know, it's a secret scrimmage. It doesn't matter. Nobody can watch it. I mean, the one Memphis had with Baylor, they met him in Louisiana. They win that one? Uh, no, I think they came up short. Remember the guards got got done in, I want to say. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that year I was covering. I guess that was that was Josh and those guys met him, met him halfway point in Louisiana. Did they cover the number at least? Uh, I don't know. We don't. I don't know what the number was, John. I think I'd have probably set it at like concern. ten and a half. Um, I've always been of the belief that those help you more than you know a a preseason game such as a Lane College and Lamo and Owen. I we, totally agree. But what? But but because it's more of a test and more yes. of a to see where you stand coming off of practice. That said, though, I understand it for Memphis when you are in the situation where you have relationships with. Andre Turner, who's that's, the head coach exactly. at Lane. Yep. You have a relationship with William Anderson, the athletic director, over Lamoano, and you realize how much those exhibitions help those programs in terms of the money uh, that you're able to give them uh, to come here and play. And so in these situations, like, you'd get more of a test, obviously, playing one of these secret scrimmages against a real team, a real brand, as Memphis has sometimes done in the past. But I understand, too, Penny wanting to help out you know, his folks here, uh, folks that he has relationships with. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's better After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.